everybody. Welcome to the PowerCast live with you every Tuesday night. Unfortunately, Eric Vasquez could not be with us tonight, but a very, very exciting show with you. I have two of our agents on our team, Caitlin Godin and G-Max Sanat, hanging out with us tonight to talk about real estate with you guys and what's going on. So thank you so much again for being with us. Make sure, as you know, go to Team Powers Real Estate on YouTube. Hit subscribe. Join us there live every week, or you can watch us in the replay as well. Jonathan's going to do a very nice job making a beautiful presentation with music and sound effects and everything else. Catch us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, TikTok, Anchor, Apple, Re Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anything else we can think of. I think you're coming yeah. it all. <laughs> if there's anywhere you want us to be, guys, let us know and we're going to be there. We're in about 10 different locations for you during the week, weekends, nights, days. Just hang out with us. Follow us, please. And by the way, on TikTok, a lot of new exciting videos coming to you as our agents are going to be posting new videos of things that's happening in the real estate market today. All right. So we have a lot of questions to talk about. I want to ask these guys some questions about the market. They're very knowledgeable, very experienced, and I want to make sure that you have their contact information. I kind of forgot to talk to Jonathan about that in advance. But what we're going to do is make sure that you have Caitlin Godin. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for being with us today. Oh, Can you please tell everybody your cell phone number, please? My cell phone is 203-598-2158. Now say it again one more time slower, please. 203-598-2158. And Gene Max, please, your cell phone. Yes, it's 203-464-4396. And one more time for anybody who's not paying attention. 203-464-4396. <laughs> guys, this team is going to take care of you like no other. These guys are people who are in the business. They're ready, willing, and able. They're a very knowledgeable group of people. Um, and I'll say to you very much that you're going to have an amazing experience. I promise you that. But let's start today with Caitlin. All right, Miss Caitlin, I have a couple of questions prepared for myself to ask you some things over here. So, you know, people out there are thinking about themselves and looking for rentals today. And the rental market is crazy, mm -hmm. right? Um, tell me right now on the market, what you got going on, two bedrooms, three bedroom rentals between 1,500 and 2,000. What's the market look like? Um, in the New Haven County, it's pretty crazy. There's only 58 rentals for a two bedroom. And then 26 rentals for a three-bedroom. Now, that's all of New Haven County. And remember, I think there's 28 or 30 different towns in New Haven County. I don't remember that number off the top of my head. I should know, but I don't. So it's important for us to make sure that there's not a lot of rentals available, but at least there's something out there for people. Yes. But more importantly, what kind of shape are these rentals in? They're decent. Um, I mean, they need paint. It's not, most of them are moving ready. I think, oh, that's good to know. Yes. So these investors who own rental properties are making them at least acceptable enough to people who come into the properties and they want to see them. Yes. Uh, we have one that we just, I think you got uh, rented out over here in Hamden. Um, what's it like for a person, actually hold on one second. Let's start with this. As far as single family homes versus condo versus multifamilies for rentals, what do you have how does it break? Do you have a breakdown for us by any chance? Yes. You do? Yes. You're so great. For single families, it's pretty crazy for the New Haven. It's only four rentals. Four rentals in all of New Haven County. Four houses. Four, four houses. Yes. And how about condos? Condos are 19. 19 condos, condos in all of New Haven <laughs> County. 
All right, and then multifamilies? For a two-bedroom, there's 35. Wow. So if you are looking for a rental, guys, this girl over here, well, first of all, just so you know, she helps you buy houses, sell houses, and she's very knowledgeable in the rental market as well. She's going to help you try and get qualified either way to see if you can get a rental or maybe possibly buy a house if that you know, is possible as yeah. well. Um, what is the process for someone to get qualified for a rental? How does that work? For me, it's pretty much the same thing of getting pre-approved. Very I good. send out a rental application to see yes. if they're qualified. And you have to, before you even consider getting a rental, you have to go through the qualification process, right? And the reason for that is because you need to make sure that you can afford and actually get a rental to mm -hmm. begin with. Yes. Um, what's a rental application look like for someone who's looking to get a rental? Uh, they ask your who, when you're moving in, Yes. expected moving date, the price of the rental that you're looking at. Then they ask background information, Back like your social need, security number. They need to make sure you have a job. Yeah. They need to make sure that you have enough money to afford the rental. So just like buying a house, the rental process is actually is stringent, if not more than buying a house today. As a matter of fact, if you think about it, if you're an investor and you're going to rent your property out, you're looking for the best of the best who can rent your property out. That means they're looking for higher credit scores. Mm -hmm. They're looking for people who, how about the pet situation? If you have pets, it's very difficult to rent the property. Would you agree? Mm -hmm. It is. Sometimes a lot of landlords are giving, Not, I mean, they, they ask for an extra fee, some. Which is fair and reasonable. Mm -hmm. If they're going to have a pet, they can, yeah, a fee would definitely come in place. You know, if you, if you do have pets, keep in mind that a lot of places you're renting in may have pet policies with what kind of animals you can rent mm -hmm. with. You know, can you rent with a snake? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> dogs and cats? Hopefully, yeah. small dog, big dog. Small dog, right? If you have a uh, a larger dog, it's a lot of times very in, in, tough to get a property to get rented out to you, mm -hmm. and it could be the most sweetest pit bull in the world. But <laughs> at the end of the day, they still get classified as this, you know, beast of an animal. And most of us know pit bulls. When we know pit bull, pit, bleh, pit bulls, they are dogs that are super sweet, very loyal, very protective. But they're not aggressive dogs necessarily, but they've got this label and that's it. They're automatically having issues getting rented out, those also properties. Bigger dogs with their, like, scratching the floors. That's mm -hmm. a very good point. Dogs, large animals with scratching the floors. Although, you know it's funny? When it comes to pets, typically the pet that bites the most is what kind? The little ones. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The little ones bite more than the large ones do. Ankle biters. Ankle biters. Yes. It's the truth. I had I used to have two of them. They were the ones that are the most dangerous to people, kids, and families. Like, you know, you go to pet them, get close to them, oh, that's so cute, and boom, they come and bite you in the face. <laughs> a big, a big dogs, yeah. they, don't, they don't do that kind of thing. They look at you, get close to their face. They're not going to bite you in the face. I mean, unless you're like really giving like some kind of attitude or yeah. something maybe. I don't know. Um, so rentals is tough. The market is tough in rentals. Um, and if you're looking to get a rental, be aware that it's not so easy. It's actually easier to buy a home it than it is to get qualified to buy a house. I mean, buy, rents. yeah, rents. It, the buying the home is easier than renting. Um, why is that? The, because the reason is you can actually have less credit and buy a house because, again, a person who owns property, investors, they want top-tier credit renting out. Does that mean you're a better-paying person? Not always necessarily, but across the board, they feel that way. When it comes to getting a mortgage, you can actually buy a house with credit, credit scores in the 600s, right? Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of options today for a buyer to go out there and get a house with different options in the, in the mortgage industry with all this government money they're giving out. We'll get into that later on. All right, Gene. The other thing is, though, sorry. Yes. 
you can, the rentals are so expensive, you can probably get a mortgage cheaper. That's actually a very good point. Caitlin, she's not only just a pretty girl, she's wicked smart. <laughs> Guys, listen, this, this is a group of people that you want to be involved with. You're absolutely right. This market right now with the rents being so high, you actually, it's a mortgage payment. Mm -hmm. You're absolutely correct. Very good point. Thank you for mentioning that. Gene, all right, let's talk about a little bit about Fairfield County. You do a lot of work in Fairfield County. Um, let's talk about inventory with three bedroom and two bathrooms uh, between 200 and 300,000. Uh, what does it look like on the market? So basically there's um, three towns in Fairfield County that uh, I actually uh, like dealing with in Fairfield County. Talk to me about that. Trumbull, Danbury, and Wallingford. You well, jump. Wallingford is actually New Haven County, but. That, that's all right. So between 200 and 300,000, what do you see coming on the market? What, how much inventory are you seeing there? Trumbull is nothing. 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 You have to jump to a different kind of price range. You have to go to a different town. Different town. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what do you have over here for uh, – if we're going to start with Trumbull, do you have a – what kind of a – what do you have there for the so market? The, where I actually saw any activity was um, a three hundred to 400000 Yes. Uh, so there's about three homes coming soon, nothing. Three homes in the market between three hundred and 400000 and Trumbull. Yes. What about what, – what other town you mentioned? Uh, the other town is going to be Danbury. Uh, Danbury looking at one home. One home in the market between what price it. range? Two to three. And about three to four? Three to four. We're looking at nine. Nine homes at all of and Danbury. nothing coming soon. Nothing coming soon. Correct. Uh, okay. And, and what about Wallingford? So Wallingford is a little more, uh, well, two to three hundred, you're not going to get anything. But three to four hundred, you're looking at eight homes on the market and one coming soon. So, so what that means to you guys, and I'm going to ask the same question to Caitlin about the inventory coming in the market. This market we're coming into now, it's called the fall market. And in the fall market, you have the most serious buyers and the most serious sellers. People who have to buy in the spring, spring market, sorry, fall market, people who have to buy in the fall really have to buy. And people who have to sell really need to sell. They want to get their houses off the market before winter hits, right? Definitely. So, Caitlin, what did you do for inventory checking out? What kind of towns? I did Wolcott, Southington, and Cheshire. You do a lot of work in these towns. Mm -hmm. So tell me about Wolcott. As of right now, there's 11 listings. Two came on the market today. Okay. zero coming soon. So 11 listings in Wolcott between what price range? This is between two and 300. That's actually amazing because six months ago, there was probably one house for sale. Yes. So 11 listings is actually a lot of, and for two to 300, it's a pretty amazing opportunity. Yes. And what about three to 400,000? Seven on the market. Seven homes on the market in Wolcott today between 300000 These are, by the way, we're using three-bedroom, two-bathroom houses, which is a standard of what most people are looking for. Would you guys agree? And if you have any questions out there, please do not hesitate to ask us as we're running through over here questions. I'm asking these guys, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, etc. Please reach out to us. We'd love to answer your questions. All right. So going back into, so you just did Wolcott. Southington. Southington. What do you got for Southington for me? Two to 300. There's 13 active and one coming soon. 13 active. I mean, I'm telling you right now, when Eric and I were sitting down here six months ago, there was no inventory. We were going between 200 and 500,000, and maybe there were two homes for sale. So that's a huge thing for you buyers out there to know that you have actual property to look at $200,000, $300,000. And then what about three to four? There is 12 active and zero coming soon. Okay. That is great to have 12 active, but both these guys mentioned coming soon and there are very few coming soon properties, which means it's important to know what you see is what you get. In the fall winter markets, 
less and less homes come to market. There are people getting their homes ready for sale that have should have been doing this in the summer. Mm-hmm. They're not ready yet. They're coming to market and they're, and they're making sure that their houses are ready to sell. But come fall to, to winter, the weather starts to change. It's, right now it's cool out. So you get the wind, mm-hmm. the cloudy days, a little bit of rain. It's very muggy outside in the sense of cold, muggy, whatever you want to call that feeling. The bones hurt as you get older, the knees hurt, the back hurts. It's not a good place to be. But in the real estate market specifically, if you're buying, be aware to what you see in the market right now. You want to be attacking as aggressively as you can. But with that, we have some complications. Mm-hmm. Yes. We have some complications. Um, we didn't do Cheshire. We didn't do Cheshire, but thank you so much. Cheshire, <laughs> please, go. thank you so much. No, Cheshire is interesting. For two to 300, there's only two listings and zero coming soon. I'm not surprised. You know, to buy a house in Cheshire today, all these towns we're talking about are great towns. And, and with these towns, they all have good school systems. And good school systems mm-hmm. create more demand, right, for buyers who want to buy in these towns. Mm-hmm. A lot of these New York buyers are coming into Connecticut. They know what towns have good school systems, and they know what towns they want to buy in. Because the better the school system, better investment, right? Would you agree? So with that being said, Cheshire, again, you said how many homes for sale? Two. Two in the two to 300? Yes, and then there's seven for the 300 to 400. These are what they call first-time buyer prices in these towns so that when you're, you're – I'm talking to you, maybe you're a second-time home buyer, maybe you're a first-time, maybe you're a third-time home buyer. And your price range is going to change on what you can afford to buy, right? You may be selling one house and buying another house. You have a little money in your hand to put some money down. Um, it's important to understand these questions and what we're talking about here. Again, if you have questions, ask us. Jonathan, anybody have any questions out there? Excellent. All right. So with that being said – the market is very, very nil, very, very low in inventory. Coming into a fall market where it's cool. It's a fall market. Is, is the market going to collapse? People want to know. And what I'm going to say to you is, do you guys think the market's going to collapse? What do you guys think is going to happen? I'm just Not curious. No. No. Why? why Gene, why don't you think the market's going to collapse? Well, there's a lot of uh, different things out there that's actually keeping the market going the way it is right you're, now. You're absolutely right. Okay. The supply and demand. Yeah. I mean, we have no supply. We can't keep up. We can't keep up. (laughs) And we have so many buyers shopping, right? The people who didn't get a chance to buy anything this past summer are still looking to buy right now. Mm -hmm. Yes. And those are the most serious buyers. And those people who are buying, they're not worried about getting their kids in before school. By the way, a little something for you guys to tell your clients as well, and you may already know this. If you're out there shopping for a home and you have kids, the best time to buy with kids and families is not in the summertime. The best time to buy for those kids and families is going to be the fall, the winter, and even the possible spring. The reason I say that is once school has started, your kids walk into school day one, and if they're, let's say, in, I don't know, second, first, third, fifth, eighth grade, they become the new kid that walks in. The teacher introduces them to the class. They get this exposure. Hey, come meet Lisa. Come meet Joey. And they become the popular new kid. As opposed to coming into school from the summertime into a new town, you kind of filter in like a fly, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And also what happens is the ability to meet new kids is very difficult unless what? They're in sports over the summertime mm-hmm. where they're meeting kids and they get that opportunity. But if you're not and you don't have those kids in sports, it's very challenging for kids to make friends and meet new people. So know that this is a great time to buy for you guys as family members of kids. The fall is a great time to move in after school has started. I use this information because I 
when I was younger, my parents moved in the summertime. I remember I was going to seventh grade and I'm coming to class. I didn't really know anybody who, except for one kid who lived on my street. I come into school and I, I'm sitting down. I know nobody. And nobody just walks up to you when you're 13 years old and mm-hmm. says, hey, how you doing? My name is Mike. How you doing? It's not one of those things that happens. People, especially today, people are so introverted. These kids, they're stuck on video games and that kind of stuff, right? So very much important to think about these things long-term, short-term for your families. When you, I'm sorry, Jen, I went on a tangent. Right. I apologize. I went all over okay. the place. I, I need to come back to me. I'm coming back, I'm coming back to you, baby. Talk to me. Yeah, so um, definitely right now, too, um, one of the complications with the market we see um, right now is the interest rates. Very good point. The interest rates have spiked. Definitely. It's been a huge problem in the buyer pool of what you're going to buy. If you've been qualified over the last couple of months, you need to speak to your lender again. Mm-hmm. You need to find out where are you on an interest rate situation here. Remember that when a lender gives out rates, those rates are a general number. Until you go under contract, that rate that they give you does not apply, right? No. You guys know that, right? Correct. It has to be under contract, and at that point, you go and do the mortgage application, and then you can lock your rate in. So the rates have definitely jumped up. Have you, have you talked about your buyers with the kind of rates that we get recently? Um, at a buyer, they had about, uh, I would say it was 6% recently, and um, they actually had to um, purchase points. And with the purchase of the points, I believe it dropped to 5.75. That's a very common thing today is buying points. Yes. Uh, you know what? At the end of the show, I'm going to talk about the points idea and how to get a better rate and talking to your lenders. Now, we use a very good lender that we recommend to everybody. His name is Michael Cristoforo. If you haven't met him before, it's somebody you definitely want to reach out to. He's very knowledgeable. His cell phone is in his hand all the time. And he's somebody who will be educating you on what your opportunities are. We'll get Mike back on the show. Maybe we'll get Jose back on the show over here. Yes. It was also phenomenal. Uh, we have a lot of great uh, mortgage brokers we work with to help you guys out. Um, go ahead. Next thing. Less inventory. Less inventory. Less inventory makes things very difficult, mm-hmm. right? Correct. And with the less inventory in these towns, it's a frenzy for the buyers. And we've been dealing with this for about two years now. You know, And with this two-year situation... People are actually considering getting rentals over buying. Mm-hmm. But they don't realize when they come to you how it's not so easy, right? No. <laughs> it's definitely not so easy. And you know what? Our team is going to be here for you to do whatever we can across the board, whether it's buying or renting a place out. But we want to make sure that you know in advance what you're looking at, the conditions that are in right now, and to be educated and not watch TV and listen to hoopla that is not realistic what's going on. Fair and reasonable? Yes. <laughs> All right, let's talk about... Hold on. Oh, but he's got more. Gene, talk to me. Talk to you, baby. Okay, so we're in a season right now where we have multiple offers. Yes, we do. We definitely have multiple offers. And with that, that definitely brings the complications to the table. Mm-hmm. This guy is a fistful of knowledge. The guy is like, he, you can't wait to work with this guy. He's got so much to share with you. And you, and you know what? Gene is a guy who's all over the state as the rest of the members on our team. Caitlin is in the Shoreline, she's in Fairfield County, Gene's in Fairfield County, He's, they're all over the place. There's not a place we don't cover, by the way, for you in the city of Connecticut. Going back to Gene again over here, as I'm jumping all over the place, you're right, there's multiple offers in every property here. Yes. And it creates chaos. Now let me ask you a question, Gene. Anything recently happened to you in a multiple offer situation that you want to talk about? 
The thing with multiple offers, uh, the I try to talk to the buyers and explain to them, you have to put your best foot forward. That's yes. it. Put your cards on the table, figure out where you're comfortable, the most you can afford in that mortgage. I bring them to the mortgage person that, you know, usually it's Mike Christopher, hopefully, you know, yes. they go with Mike. And then I just explain to them that, speak to Mike, see where the numbers are, and that's the offer you should put in. you got to put your best foot forward because you may only get one chance. And that's usually what it is. Right. right? When you're making an offer, you're thinking, oh, they're going to come back to me. These guys are getting so many offers. There's no second shots. No. Right? Doesn't come back. Caitlin recently listed a property in Waterbury. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, oh, Jonathan, okay. Uh, she recently listed a property in Waterbury. And you had so many offers on the table. So many offers. Mm-hmm. Right? How many offers do you have? I want to say at least six, seven. I don't even know. I think it was way more. Actually, it was more than that. But besides the fact... I had more coming <laughs> after, yeah. Right. She, her clients accepted an offer, mm-hmm. but we're also dealing with some more issues of what's happening with these offers and getting accepted, and then the buyers to get a, an appraisal done. Yes. So we've both been through some appraisal issues on properties. Um, so let's just touch on that. So let's use an example. that You listed a house for how much? 325 And the offer that they signed was for how much? Well, originally it was 400 that's crazy. Mm. Yes. She had a $400,000 offer <laughs> at a list price of three twenty-five. dollars Yes. And then what happened when the bank came in and appraised the property? All the financing fell through. So then we accepted another offer, three seventy-six. dollars Yeah. And... Uh, How did the bank feel about that, appra- that, that offer for three seventy-six? dollars They liked that three seventy-six. dollars The buyer's mortgage? Did they appraise it out correctly? They did not appraise it. Mm. Not appraise it out correctly. There was a lot of... Issues behind that. So now we're doing a new appraisal. Yes. It's important as a listing agent for us to make sure your sellers understand that we cannot guarantee you that the price you're being offered is going to come through. And the problem is with these appraisers today, they're coming from all over the state. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, We get there, we meet with them, we try to provide documentation to help build value in the property. But the appraiser doesn't always agree with, or they might yes us, and then later on give us a complete whammy. Yes. Um, we had that, I had that happen recently also. My clients are buying a house in Hamden, $515,000. My buyers, beautiful people, amazing offer they made. Asking was like five twenty five, got it for five fifteen. And this house is a big house. The appraisal came in for three eighty. I don't know who's more shocked, the buyer or the seller. It was an absolute disaster and i'm looking through this appraisal and this appraiser actually is a this house was like four to five bedrooms three plus bathrooms huge property in law the appraiser used a two bedroom one bath property to comp it out and when my buyers who actually pointed out to me they knew that it was so ridiculous this appraisal that they were like listen this is not right we know that we're willing to pay up to whatever we offer if it's worth less fine but that's just a gross amount of ridiculousness so both the agent who was selling the property and myself went through some comps and the appraisal did come back much higher it wasn't at the 515 number but it was significantly more the buyers wanted the property they were able to hash some uh, things out to help the buyer and the seller get together in a price Mm -hmm. and we came together on that and that's hopefully going to close on friday Mm. pretty crazy right it is really important to go through the appraisal. Like, it's really important as agents to go through the appraisals to make sure that they look and feel right. When I say look and feel right, 
make sure that the house is being used house to house to house. I think a lot of these appraisers are trying to uh, derail the market heavily. And I hate to say this, but there may be some agendas behind it. Um, and that's kind of crazy to think that, but unfortunately, it's around us. So you have to make sure that the properties that you're getting appraisals on look and feel that they should be what's kind of value added. That being said, Gene. There's one more complication. <laughs> <laughs> one more halfway. Talk to me, Gene. The houses that have been on the market for a long period of time because they're overpriced. Yes. This is true. Yes. We're going to actually get into that right now. As a matter of fact, I'm happy you brought that up. So we have houses that are in the market. Some homes today have been in the market a little longer than what used to be. Um, but before we get into that, let's look at the buyer side. Uh, buyers have to have more patience today. Would you agree? Definitely. Right? And why would they need to have more patience? Because the complications we talked about with the interest rates being higher, no inventory in the market, and then the sellers having the same complications them, them, themselves as well, looking for those offers to come in, and the fact that they're on the market a little longer. So let's talk about that for a second, if you don't mind. So, Caitlin, in New Haven County, mm -hmm. home is between two hundred and $300,000, on the market between seven and 30 days. How many would you say there are? 51. 51 homes on the market, from seven to 30 days. Now, again, something Eric and I talked about before, this was not existent. To know that homes are sitting in the market for 36 days is crazy. Sellers out there, price your houses correctly. If you don't price your house correctly, what's gonna happen is with the interest rates going up, yeah. now these properties have actually become cha more challenging to be able to purchase. All right, how about 30 to 60 days? Any properties in the market between 30 and 60? Yes, 28. 28 homes in New Haven County between $340,000 that are on the market still. Buyers, those are the houses you should be targeting. The homes have been sitting in the market between seven and 60 days. The ones between 30 and 60 are looking for you to come over and make an offer. Those sellers might be willing to negotiate a little bit. They start to realize that their values of their houses may be outside the box. Mm -hmm. And with that being outside the box, they're willing to kind of come to a conceding value together. Gene, what are you seeing in Fairfield County between properties 7 to 30 days on the market? So believe it or not, right now uh, we have about 336. What? That's what I came up in with. In Fairfield number. County, you have how many homes on the market from 7 to 30 days? 336. Holy shnikes. Now Fairfield County, that's unbelievable. So again, on a market where you had properties that were selling in within a week or less, how about up between 60, uh, 30 and 60 days? 228. Wow. All right. So if you're looking at Fairfield County, right, that might be another place to start looking at properties that have been sitting there now. Uh, guys, if your buyer's out there, call these agents, Caitlin and Gene. They're phenomenal. They will take care of you, and I promise you, you're going to have an amazing experience. They're going to make sure you're qualified correctly because your qualification that you have is probably outdated, right? The fact that we have homes sitting in the market that long means that people probably over their price their houses, mm -hmm. right? And they were like in this chasing the market kind of situation here. Um, when you, go ahead, I'm sorry. I was just gonna say, and the other thing they wanna do too is uh, just check the dates on their pre-approvals because after a period of time, the pre-approval um, expires actually. You're so. absolutely right. Within, within 90 days are expired, but more importantly, if you're a buyer and you've got a pre-approval that's more than 30 days old and you present it to a seller, 
They're not even going to consider that as a realistic pre-approval. They want something up to date, so make sure that you get in touch with your lender, get a refreshed page of pre-approval, make sure again to check the rates that they are today versus what they were before. You know, one of the things that we're happening now in this market, sorry, oh, yeah, uh, what's happening in this market today is with interest rates being skyrocketing and homes now are starting to set in the market, there's two things that are coming to play in this industry. Something we haven't seen in a while. We have arms. An arm is somebody who gets a mortgage for four years, five years, six years, seven years, and the interest rates are significantly less. So you might consider getting an arm because if we get a change in government and the rates start to change and come down and, a, and the economy gets stronger, what's going to happen is you're going to have a chance to refinance your house. And the rates will drop and you're going to be in a better position to get a lower interest rate, mm -hmm. right? So with that being said, you might be considering looking at arms today where we haven't talked about these kind of things since 2010, 2008, 2010 when the market crashed and they were offering arms out. So these arms options are making things easier for buyers because the interest rates might be four or five or six percent in those kind of categories. Another thing that we haven't seen in a long time, and I'm going to say to you, any agents out there that are new to the business, they have never written an offer asking for concessions. If you're in the business two years or less, you probably don't know how to write an offer asking for seller concessions. We used to write offers with a very simple statement that said, buyer, I'm sorry, seller to pay buyer XYZ towards closing costs, prepaids, escrows, and discount points. Today, if you're making offers to a seller with rates at 7%, right? If you're able to get a seller to buy the rate down for the buyer, which means they might need $6,000, the buyers, in order to drop the rate from 7% to 5%, which makes that buyer qualify for that house mm -hmm. and that seller getting that house sold. So something to consider today more than ever with the interest rates being high is a seller paid concession to buy down the rate. Pretty amazing stuff. Yes. So with the market changing, we're in a fall market, prices are still high, right? And we have a shortage in inventory still, although there are properties that have been sitting there for a little while now. And the properties that have been sitting there for a little while, I think are going to be more considerable in consideration of buying down rates, offering closing costs, and things to help make their homes sell and for the economy to get back in stronger situation for all of us here. All right. We've talked quite a bit. It is Tuesday night, and we really appreciate you guys being with us. I hope you enjoyed the show. Again, Gene Max, if you could please tell me your cell phone number to get in touch with you. 203-464-4396. That is Gene Max Senat, S-E-N-A-T. Or in French, it's Jean Max Senat. Beautiful. <laughs> Love that. Baby cool. Okay. Caitlin <laughs> Godin. My number is 203-598-2158. Now, we have a team Facebook page. It's Team Powerhouse Real Estate. They both have their own Facebook pages. We have an Instagram page for Team Powerhouse Real Estate. They also have their personal Instagram pages. So, in that being said, you have a lot of ways to get in touch with us. Please reach out to our team. Our team is here to work for you. They love working for you. They're awesome people. They're very knowledgeable and experienced. They're very passionate about their jobs, and they do this full-time to be here for you. All right. Jonathan, at the end of the show, what we'd like to do is give out a free Tumblr. Who is going to be the lucky winner of a free Tumblr today? Spinning the wheel around, we have... Um... Dum-dum-dum... 
Thompson Savings Bank. Wow, Thompson TikTok. Savings Bank is a new winner of our Tumblr. And we love the fact that Thompson Savings Bank is actually a watching us on social yeah. media. Is that Instagram? <laughs> is that Facebook? That's TikTok. TikTok. That's so Thompson TikTok. Savings Bank on TikTok following us. Very cool stuff. That is cool. Right? We are being watched, and I say this too sincerely, all over the country and all over the world. We have people who watch us. There's about 10,000 people watching us right now. And what happens when the show is over, most people are watching this later at night on the replay. You know, and it's exciting because we get to watch the views going over and over and over. And YouTube, our YouTube channel is starting to blow up, which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. um, we really appreciate you guys being a part of our show every week. Please share us with your friends and family. If you ever have questions, do not hesitate to reach out to us. Thank you so much again for being a part of our show. Caitlin and Gene, two amazing agents. And if we're lucky, we'll have some more agents in our team show up as well and do the show. By the way, this October, we have some exciting guests coming on to share in the Halloween spirit. I cannot mention names right now, but it's going to be pretty exciting. So stay tuned. Watch us live. And one more thing, for all of those of you who celebrate, I want to wish you an easy fast over the next 24 hours. I hope that you're not any hungrier than I am. <laughs> and I hope you get to rest, you know, because it's a time where you get to um, really ask for forgiveness for all the bad things you've done this past year. Anyway, my love to all of you. Say goodnight, everybody. Night. Good Thank night. Thank you. We'll talk to you later. Thank you so much.